Well, I don't think they're going to be a buyer. And I think that, you know, the way this thing is trending right now, uh, losers of five out of their last seven and then about to face your explosive Oilers tonight. I don't think it looks great. In fact, that little bit of optimism you just said is like the most optimistic thing I've heard about the Blues in a while. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I think that, you know, there's a chance that if this thing were to really trend for you lose tonight, uh, six out of eight, Minnesota's playing better next, and let's say it's seven out of nine. If they are really tanking at the deadline, it won't be just Pavel Buchnevich being moved. Now, they've been streaky because before this little skid, they had won seven out of eight. You thought, you know what? They're going to do it. They're going to be a seventh or eighth place team. And then they got all this great young talent in the organization. Things are going to be just fine. But then they just, you know, they're just not real talented. They have some players, no doubt about it. Buchnevich, Buchnevich is one of their most complete. Robert Thomas is their best player. Cairo has great speed. But they just – they don't have – their 5-on-5 five five the last two weeks has just been atrocious. I mean, it's been 30th in the league if you look it up. So I think that if they're not playing well at the deadline, is they're going to move more than Pavel Buchnevich. So they're going to make hockey trades, but they're going to think towards the future because they do have some interesting pieces that could yield a, yield a lot. Well, you saying that means I have to ask you this question because it will be texted to me 500 times in the next one minute. Colton Pareko, is he a keeper or is he, I know he's got a big contract for a long time, but Edmonton Oilers fans have always been after Colton Pareko. Is he a player you see staying long-term along with that long-term deal? Well, I would guess that he would stay. But again, at that deadline, if you've lost a lot in a row, you're not thinking about remaining, you know, in 10th through 8th place. This is a Blues franchise, as you know. It's had a great deal of success. You don't want to be in this spot anymore. You want to be thinking, how do we become elite again? And if Pareko yields you a boatload in return, sure. Now, with all that said, it's Pareko's having his best year, and he's their best defenseman. But I'm telling you, everybody, I think, but Robert Thomas is probably – you know, somebody that could be discussed if they're that bad as we get to the deadline on March 8th. You know, that's a great name that you just tweeted out or texted or said because uh, Robert Thomas is my next question. He's 8.125, but you're, you know, he's 24 or whatever. And sometimes you sign a guy to a big contract when he's young and it's like, okay, maybe not. This guy looks like every few months he steps it up another notch, and he really is something else and a, and a guy you could build your team around, and obviously they're going to. Yeah. You know, the way you described that earlier in your, in your sentences, you almost described Jordan Cairo because that's the one, like Robert, who got an identical contract, that you start to wonder, boy, did we really have to do that? Is that really a good contract? With Robert Thomas, I don't think there's any hesitation. He's become Mr. St. Louis. Every, you know, event that the Blues need somebody to show up, every golf tournament, he's basically the face of the franchise moving forward. Cairo, who you could make a case for, is equally as talented, but there's some character issues. There's some, are you always playing your best issues? Now, the two were both benched on Saturday in Detroit in that six to one shellacking. But I think, you know, if you were to have like an approval rating for Robert Thomas in St. Louis, it'd be like 90%. If you had an approval rating for Jordan Cairo, it'd be like 60%. 
Sports 1440. This is the Lowdown with Low Tide. Frank Cusimano joining us from the Fan 590 in St. Louis talking about the Blues. Tough night last night. This is a team that, that you know, as you mentioned, they're not exactly, you know, rolling and their, their road record isn't fabulous. Uh, how, how long do you think, like a Butchnevich, if he is going to be moved, uh, do you think it'll go right down to the line or do you think the Blues are pretty close to pulling the trigger on something? I don't think they're close because, you know, as I mentioned, you know, eight days ago, hey, we're going to make the playoffs. And this, this is what I said on my talk show is I said, Let, let's think about this for a second. Don't trade Pavel Buchnevich. Let, let's, let's make that and let's make, let's make this team intact as we head to the postseason. And Jordan Bennington can win you a series. And then when you get to the next round, there may be an injury, a star player on the other team. You could win a couple of rounds. And now it's like a complete opposite of the way you feel. I mean, it's, it's the, flux, the fluxation. I don't know what that – the way the opinions have evolved in the last seven or eight days. And I'm sure Doug Armstrong is like every one of us in the media and like every fan out there that, hey, I have to evolve as we decline in the standings or I have to – Think about it. Hey, we could be special. I don't want to move Pavel Buchnevich. You know, Buchnevich, I think everybody should know this. He has a year left on his contract. Yeah. And he's not just a good player. He's a really good player. He's, you know, maybe, I think he's the most complete player. Robert Thomas is your best, but Buchnevich is your most complete. That's interesting. That's an interesting way of putting it. Um, and like, I, I look at this team and I go, Thomas and Pareko, who we've talked about. I think Bennington would be untouchable. What about a guy like Jake Neighbors? Has he done enough maybe to be among the group that that are keepers or at least assumed to be keepers? I think he's the second most untradeable player after Robert Thomas. He's 21. He's going to have 25 goals. He fights. He, you know, his, they always say, a basketball coach friend of mine, the great Rick Majerus used to say, you can't expedite the learning curve. But with neighbors, they have. Nobody thought. In fact, I was in the locker room a week and a half ago. I go, have you surprised yourself? He goes, hell yes. I didn't think I was going to score this many goals. And he's your future with Thomas. And you have the Snuggaroods. Um, you have Dalibor, Dvorsky. You have so much good young talent in the organization that you can supplement them with a couple of veterans. And Bennington is not old. Um, they like Joel Hofer. You know, there's a future. And, and that's why Doug Armstrong, you know, he's, he's thinking about that. He's at the deadline. He's got to make hockey trades. I think of, I, every year, uh, I, I, like, I, I feel like he was playing in the 70s, and I know that Nick Letty wasn't, but I know he's been around a long time. And every year I go, well, you know, he's probably lost a step by now. And, and I know he's not at the, the peak Nick Letty level, but it, I was looking on those uh, uh, numbers that they have on uh, NHL.com about foot speed, and it looks like he's still competitive. He's had a, a not a great year, but he is playing maybe above where he should be uh, on the depth chart, and I know he makes a little bit of money. Is he a guy with defensemen so valuable at the deadline? Is he a guy you could see the St. Louis Blues liking to move and and maybe moving for less than hundred percent or hundred cents on the dollar? Yeah, he's he's definitely a guy you could move. And you, but you're right too about the way he moves. He's still a, just a wonderful skater. And you know, Justin Falk is another guy who's a good hockey player who makes a lot of money who could also be moved. They tried to move Tory Krug, but. You know, a lot of these guys have these no trades. And, you know, that, that phrase, no trade, 
is probably the reason for the decline of the Blues since the Stanley Cup year. Because Alex Petrangelo, I think, would have stayed here in St. Louis if Doug Armstrong would have simply given him the no trade. And ironically, there have been four or five guys that had this no trade clause who aren't near the player that Alex Petrangelo was with the Blues. I'm telling you, if you were to ask St. Louis, if you were to ask 10 St. Louisans why the decline, what happened, what was the reason, all 10 would say letting Alex Petrangelo leave. It's unanimous. And it was all because of that phrase. Doug Armstrong would not allow him to have that complete and total no trade. Now, some of these guys have a no trade, but Alex wanted a complete no trade clause. Love it. Thanks for this. Enjoy the game, and I really appreciate your time.